evidence was, because by the time Catherine told anyone about it, she was certainly reading back into the memory the ecclesial theology and spirituality into which she had grown, as well as her adult love for John and Paul. But it was certainly some sort of vivid experience of Jesus. As she remembered it, not a word was spoken, only a smile and a hand extended in blessing. But it was enough to set a lifelong path. The little girl decided then and there that she would be a saint. She began to wrap herself in all that her young mind associated with holiness. Not just multiplied and prolonged prayers, but withdrawal and silence, silence, a vow never to marry, fasting increasingly extreme, scourgings and vigils through the nights. She wanted nothing anymore but her Jesus, to be alone with him, to possess him, and to be his beloved. Demanding and uncompromising as such a spirituality was, it was a relationship which at that point had no room for anyone but Jesus and Catherine. When she cut off her hair a few years later to underline her determination never to marry, her punishment was deprivation of any space to be alone and having to take over the housework to distract her from what her parents saw as her fanaticism. So she found an escape in an imaginary world where the family and dye shop workers now crowding in on her became the Holy Family and the Apostles. Until her parents relented, her heart would be a place of refuge, a little room, where no one but Jesus was admitted. As an adolescent, she was enamored of the local Dominican friars and even imagined that she might disguise herself as a boy and run off to some distant priory so that she could preach about her Jesus as they did. But by the time she was 17 or 18, a bit of realism had begun to settle in and she set her mind instead on joining a group of widows associated with the friars, the mantellate, or mantled ones. They wore the Dominican habit, but lived as laywomen in their own homes and spent their time and fortunes assisting the poor and sick of the city. Through a bit of subterfuge, she eventually got her wish. Once having won the privilege of wearing that habit, however, she didn't, in fact, join her sisters in their ministries. Her sisters in their ministries. No. She shut herself up in the tiny room her father had given her under the kitchen stairs, concentrating all of her energies on her quest for union with her Jesus, still wanting nothing at all to do with the world or with other people, except her dear friars, 
and a friend who was helping her learn to read, so that she might read the Psalms as she imagined herself pacing the few yards of her room with Jesus, praying the divine office aloud with him. But as she fasted and kept vigil, whipped herself and meditated and prayed, the Jesus with whom she had believed she would find union in solitude and silence and asceticism was bit by bit turning the tables on her. Just when she was thinking after about three years of this that she had finally cornered him in a cozy, if fierce, intimacy. That Jesus jolted her with the realization that there was no separating him from the world he had lived and died to serve and redeem. <laughs>